0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Talk Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You heard me correctly. We're doing this live broadcast at 8 o'clock in the morning central, 9 o'clock in the morning eastern. Justin, this is a Saturday morning, and I am not used to being up this early on a Saturday. Now, if you'd have caught me on a weekday, probably, but uh, today is going to be a struggle, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Terrence. I, I usually wake
0: up this early anyway to go to work. I usually work at uh, 11 a.m., so used you used
1: to it. What are you, but, 30? Uh, what was that? I said, what are you, 30? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: not even close. Uh, but... Uh, it's a little weird. I should, I would say, uh, a little weird to be doing the show this early. So
1: yeah, well, it's the CRN evening show, not morning show. Not that we probably wouldn't mind doing the morning show if we were blessed to be able to do it in the morning. But still, yeah, you know, it's the evening show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a quick rundown of our show today to, to let our our listeners, uh, live and uh, recorded broadcast listeners, uh, the reason why we're doing it this morning is to catch up with our weekly show we missed Tuesday. Which is where we should have uh, ended our Honest to God series, real questions people ask. Unfortunately, uh, circumstances beyond uh, beyond my control, uh, we were not able to do the show Tuesday, so we had to do the show Thursday to wrap up our series on Honest to God. And today we're getting uh, we're getting caught up. We're going to get caught up today and start our new series, Do Over, uh, experiencing new life in Christ. And we're going to be digging into the entire book of Romans uh, for this series. So. Uh, if you want to follow along in our studies, just read the Book of Romans. You'll have a head start on this. But uh, if you're listening to us, make sure that if you uh, have any difficulties in using TalkShoe or Miro or DoubleTwist, we have a whole plethora of platforms. We are available right now, which is what we're doing live on TalkShoe. Uh, tune in, Miro, DoubleTwist, and SoundCloud. It's over a combined uh, 235 million unique listeners every month of these platforms combined, And, Justin, we were actually talking before the show, working on what may be possibly a, uh, you know, if it works out better, um, you know, using uh, what's known as Mixler as a a new provider, which we would take our callers via Skype, uh, which would make it easier for people like Bob, who live in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. He is one of our senior uh, CRM members on our Zello ministry and a, a huge part of the Christian Radio Network would make it easier for people like him to be able to call because those calls are free Skype to Skype. So uh, uh, definitely something we're checking into and, and going to be testing out here in the next coming weeks, getting all the bugs worked out, and if it turns out to be better. The audio quality is so much better on that, too, than what we're using through TalkShoot. Not that we're not oh, appreciative yeah. of TalkShoot, but just the audio quality is just is awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you and I were testing it out, and... Uh, uh, what it sounds like you know according to to the playback that uh that you provided uh when we were over the phone um i mean yeah absolutely just clear uh you can even play music on there so real great opportunity
1: yeah and again this week we uh you know this this is the last day of the week and it's weird because the business that i'm in i'm in the retail industry and our weeks begin with Saturday. So it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we end the work week on a Friday. So I'm in, I'm in the frame of mind that we're on a new week already, uh, <laughs> which in reality <laughs> we're not. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you, you'll just have to forgive us. You'll have to bear with us on this episode. Hopefully we won't have to do two more of these morning shows because I'm obviously not a morning person um, at all, ever. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I don't like – I'm not a morning person. I would work in midnight shifts or, uh, three to 11, 3 to midnight shifts before I would uh, Yeah. Before I would work a morning shift. That's just how I a, am. I'm, you're a hardcore guy. <laughs> well, but the thing is, Justin, I'm not, I, the, what's sad is if you were to, if we were to go somewhere like, uh, April the 23rd, I believe it is, I've got to go to Memphis, uh, to do some ring announcing for a sporting event there in Memphis. And, uh, I look forward to doing it. It's always fun. Get to meet up with some guys and gals that I, you know, don't normally get to talk to every day. And, you know, it's kind of like a little small brotherhood in and of itself. And uh, I'm excited and looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, usually about 1030, 10 o'clock at night, my eyes are so heavy. It's like, can I even make it home? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Which is, only about, oh, yeah. which is only about an hour drive, but still, uh you know, it just it's it's weird because I I can I don't know if it's because I've been up since six o'clock that morning and you know I'm I'm up that late, uh, but I was up till two o'clock this morning testing out Mixler and getting it all set up to see you know the potential behind that and we can play music on the show now again still working out some bugs but uh, we'll see how that goes throughout the next few weeks Justin, an, an exciting series we start as we've been talking about in our upcut or our last uh, few shows of the honest to god series. Do-over. This section we tackle today, later on in the show, is a problem you can't solve. And the point of that one is going to be, you can't meet God's standard on your own. So, mm-hmm. and definitely going to be interesting and going to be an ear-turner for sure. But uh, we've got some Christian headlines from around the globe that we want to share with you that are making headlines just soon. Christian News Update. That's right, live from Studio B. <laughs> <D. No. laughs> uh, yeah, here,
0: here's, another, here's another article from uh, ChristianHeadlines.com. I mean, I just love this uh, this website. It uh, really compiles uh, a lot of great uh, uh, news stories together into one. So you can look at a bunch of news uh, from the Christian world. You don't have to go to multiple sites. You don't have to visit multiple articles. It's right there in front of your face. And another one here is, uh, Must Christianity Change Its Sexual Ethics? Uh, history May Hold the Key, says one columnist or writer here on, the, uh, on ChristianHeadlines.com. She writes, Whenever people today say that Christianity needs to update and adapt its moral standards for the 21st century, I hear echoes from 100 years ago. Back then, the calls for change had less to do with morality and more to do with miracles. But the motivation was similar, and the results are instructive. What rocked the early 20th century was the call of many church leaders to adapt the Christian faith to the scientific age of discovery. One could not expect thinking men and women to accept at face value all the miracles in the Bible, the thinking went, Uh, the biblical testimony of the uh, miraculous was embarrassing to an educated mindset. In order to rescue Christianity from superstitious irrelevance, many church leaders sought to distinguish the kernel of Christianity, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, from the shell of Christianity, miracle stories that came from another cultural vantage point. One could still maintain the moral center of Christianity while disregarding the events that required suspension of belief. And she goes on to provide different Different examples. For example, Presbyterian minister and theologian Jay Gresham Machen made the case uh, that uh, this refashioning of Christianity was no longer Christianity at all, but a substitute religion with a Christian veneer. And I like what um, I like what uh, what uh, she includes there because it it seems to be the case today. Uh, It seems like. Uh, we want to shift Christianity from its roots in uh, in righteousness and truth and holiness and standing on God's word to a sort of socially acceptable, uh, you know, not-so, intrusive on someone's uh heart or, or not so uh you know hard on sin into something that can be easily entreated and say, hey you know it doesn't require much work for me you know christianity is all about love you know god's going to accept me now it seems like we want to shift towards that what's your take on that terrence
1: well and and here's uh you know a, a conversation loosely tied to the article um I went to visit my mom yesterday and and had a good time there. We went to uh, went to Best Buy and looked around and uh, did a few things together. And um, we went up there and we got to talking about church. And you know, I told her I said I, I haven't found a home church here where I'm living at. I, I miss my old home church, uh, which is uh, located in the northeast Arkansas, and I, I loved it because every time I went there, the pastor you can tell was just anointed by God and his messages that he delivers at least. That's the way that I feel. That's the blessing that I'm getting from his preaching because, again, we must keep in mind not every pastor is going to be, you know, going to have the same result with you that this, you know, a particular one might have Uh, because you're not going to feel certain things in your spirit that God's trying to reveal to you. He may not try to be, you know, you may be in a church, uh, let's say, uh, a little Baptist country church. You know, that's that's more or less what we have here in Arkansas. We have got Baptist, Pentecostal church, Christ, blah, blah, blah. Just very few select denominations, and uh, you know, you may go to one of those churches, and you're not fe- you're not you're not feeling uh, fed by the Spirit, you know. So it may be time for you to find another church, you know, to to get right. the message that God is trying to deliver to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not you know there's nothing wrong with continuing to keep touch with them. But anyways, uh, what brings me to that topic is she was talking to me about my grandmother, who's, uh, Lord, I think she's eighty, eighty four, eighty five. 84, something like that, and uh, she said that she just doesn't feel anything up there anymore. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't get the feel-good feeling, and, uh, you know, I got to talk to my mom, and I said, well, here's the thing. I said, you know, I'm not, she's 84 years old. I mean, she's got more wisdom than I could ever have, but in my opinion, when it comes down to the feel-good feeling, if that's why we're going to church, we might want to reevaluate while why we're there in the first place. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because we're not there to get the feel-good feeling, which is what you're talking about. Oh, I felt so good at church today. We, he talked about, you know, if you read your Bible and you go to church, you're living by God. No, that's not the case. There's more to it than that, you know. It's not just, uh, you know, baking a cake and putting the icing on it, which is relatively a simple task for most people. Uh, that's probably a bad idea. It's, not, it's, it's like going to the supermarket and buying a cake. It's pretty easy.
0: It doesn't take much effort
1: at all. But it's actually baking that cake. That can be difficult for some, and may be a challenge. You know, I, I'm not it's good it's,
0: at it. Mean, it's just some people think that God has provided us with a rose garden. You know, there there was a campaign back in the I believe it was I believe it was the 60s or the 70s. The United States Marine Corps uh, came out with the "I Never Promised You a Rose Garden" campaign. Um the country song. And, and was that? Yes, that, yeah, that's, that's a country song by Lynn Anderson, actually, yes. Uh, or at least Lynn Anderson sings it. But, I never um, promised
1: but, you a rose garden. Yes, <laughs> that, that's
0: so funny. too early. But the, I, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> but the United States Marine Corps came out with that campaign. They used that song, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Uh, and they see this you know, picture of a drill instructor in your face. I never promised you a rose garden. It's kind of the case with, with Christianity. God hasn't promised us with a cakewalk. God has not promised us with an appealing Christianity. In fact, the gospel is not really appealing at all. When you get down to the bare-bones gospel that Jesus Christ preached, it's not appealing to uh, the, the sinner who is following in the ways of death because that means that we're going to have to deny ourselves, tip our cross, follow him. That means we're going to have to forsake unrighteousness in wicked ways because as the Bible yeah. says, let him that names the name of Jesus uh, turn from iniquity, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, so, to finish off this uh, this article here, she essentially equates the um, the shifting of miracles, where they denied the virgin birth and tried to explain away what? the the feeding of the five thousand uh, through uh, you know scientific means or or by just equating it to you know the saying that the true moral of the story was uh, was that they actually. Uh, were able to share rather than actually five thousand you know people being fed to what's happening today. Um, you know she she says that um, uh, that people are trying to uh, kind of like shift towards uh, a less embarrassing uh, part mainstream. of Christianity. I guess you could say exactly mainstream. We hit that again specifically. She says our distinctive sexual. E- Ethic. After all, many of the moral guidelines we read in the New Testament were written from another cultural vantage point and are no longer authoritative or relevant today. That's what that's what wow. she said, uh, which I I disagree. But she says if Christianity survive and thrive in the next century, many of her ancient prohibitions, sex outside of marriage, on it and so forth, must be set aside. Or maybe she's
1: saying that about people, uh, about let, uh, what they believe today. Let let, uh, let, let let me cut in there for a second. You, so. She's basically saying that, you know, everything that God has given us is a moral guideline to prevent us from walking down a path of self-destruction, that we should be able to engage in that behavior despite this not being the word of man, this being the word of God. See, this gets me fired up because somebody's wanting to change to fit their sin into their religion, Because that's what they're turning it into. They're not turning it into a relationship with Christ. They're turning it into a religion. Because, see, there's two big differences for our listeners. A religion is a set of traditions or uh, 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 practices that man has created. This is not a religion. This is the word of God. We have relationships with God and with Christ. That's the big difference there. And to conform your sin so that you can feel accepted and that you can do whatever you want to do, have that good feeling when you go into church and not feel any conviction, I'm sorry, you will not escape the conviction of God. He will burden your heart with grief knowing that you were living in sin and going against his word. He's going to make them feel that conviction, and he's going to put the pressure on them to change. Because if you truly have a relationship with Christ, You are not going to actively go out and seek to sin against God. That's not to say you're not going to fall, you're not going to stumble, but you are not actively going to go out there and sin against God because you know the consequences of your action. And I'm not trying to preach hellfire and brimstone here, but when you're changing the word of God, you are changing your entrance into the book of life. Yeah, that's just, right, <laughs> Terrence. Absolutely. And um, the keep in mind, I believe she was
0: talking about. Y- yep. Yeah, I'm still here. I think I was having a little bit of connection issues on my end because you were kind of cutting out on my end. But um, uh, I think she was talking about the sect of Christianity that thinks we should move towards that point. Not that that was her uh, belief, uh, but that uh, she's talking about uh, Christians who want to move towards that. But, but again, I mean, it, it almost seems as if we want to do that. It's something we're going to have to face as a church. Uh, in the 21st century, and I think we're going to have to just stand on the word of God. But moving on here, on a lighter note, uh, remember that Indiana pizzeria that had to close down because they denied uh, catering for homosexual marriages? Well, they are going to reopen after receiving $800,000 from donors. I mean, wow. Look at the way God has provided it for their family. And Indiana Pizzeria will open its doors after receiving $800,000 in donations. Memories Pizza in Walkerton recently closed after owner Crystal O'Connor stated that the restaurant would not cater same-sex weddings. Charisma News reports O'Connor and the company received threats after making the statement and police were forced to heighten security in the area. Supporters backing the O'Connor family again raised $800,000 so that Memory's Pizza would reopen its doors. O'Connor told the Daily Mail that he wasn't buying, or I'm sorry, trying to score points. It is something I believe uh, in from my heart and my faith about gay weddings, but I don't regret what I said. I have been scared, but God is giving me strength. I think it's nothing compared to what Christ had to suffer, unquote. And that's so very true. Uh, just the... Uh, sufferings we, we receive here on earth it just doesn't even compare to the glory that shall be revealed in us, the Bible says and, and certainly um, that little price that we pay the persecution for our faith the tribulation on earth um, for, compared to what Christ did for us um, it is nothing and I think that we should uh, uh, have joy in our tribulations knowing uh, that we develop patience and as the Bible says I believe patience uh, works hope and hope maketh not ashamed Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, which is given unto us by the Holy Ghost. We need to stand up for our faith. Um, We need to uh, let people know this is not something that we are willing to do because we stand on the righteousness of God. And we need to use it as a a vehicle uh, for preaching the gospel to people. I'm serious about my faith. I'm not going to be persecuted for nothing. I'm being persecuted because I'm walking in the will of God
1: right and you know and to talk about you know the pizzeria we were talking before the show there was a uh, there was a high school there's two there's two other connected stories to this there is a high school teacher who is a homosexual she uh, engages in that behavior uh she called and threatened to burn the pizzeria down such really? hateful behavior oh yeah hateful behavior well the school has suspended her upon uh, pending a review of the situation and uh you know the, I'm sorry, but it works both ways. If you want to scream in tolerance and bigotry, that is its true form right there. Because a true Christian, a true follower of God, is not going to engage in, in you know in any kind of discrimination or hateful behavior. They might disagree right. with your lifestyle. They may not like the sin that you're engaged in, but they should still love the person, hate the sin, not the sinner. That's always been one of the uh, you know. The common secular, you know, uh, top points of Christianity is hate the sin, not the sinner. And, and it's true. I mean, it really is. Even though it may be, a, you know, one of those secular things you hear quite often, I mean, it's, it's, it still rings true. It's no different than if, you know, you or I were saying it or some, you know, backcountry church or some big city, uh, you know, mega church. But sure. Uh, also connected to that, uh, speaking about the, uh, uh, LGBT community. They uh, there was a, a woman. I can't remember her name, but it should be connected to that article from a Christian Headline. Uh, she basically made a donation. It was a twenty dollar donation. I think they did it through a Kickstarter program, uh, or some GoFundMe or something like that, uh, to raise those oh, funds Fund for Yeah, those uh, pizzerias and uh, the the uh, the lady who also was homosexual. She uh, had made the comment that she was just you know she was disgusted. That the community that has struggled for so long for secular, uh, you know, acceptance and struggled to be identified as an LGBT would, you know, target somebody uh, for their beliefs, and she kind of, you know, tries to rationalize it as in, you know, here we're struggling to be accepted in the mainstream, and we, you know, target people who disagree with us and condemn them and talk about burning their businesses down and talk about violence and. You know, are we no better than than those who are, you know, out to condemn us? And she made a very valid point. I mean, not again, not that we agree with her lifestyle, but you cannot disagree with her integrity. Her integrity was very sound in her statement, and I I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I was very, very proud to see, you know, somebody that, you know, regardless of their lifestyle will say, hey, their their faith is their faith their beliefs are their beliefs they've got to answer for it at the end of judgment we've got to answer for our you know our decisions whether they you know we believe that there's an afterlife or not we have our own belief structures we should respect that this is the United States we do have the freedom of religion we do have the freedom and uh, pers- or, the, or the ability to to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness in uh in the United States so uh, I right. very i was very i was very taken back and very uh, uh very at awe at her integrity and how, how she worded uh, her statement and even showed support for that christian owned business
0: yeah you know I, I think us as humans, we get caught up in emotion, and somehow the rights of others become null when we think this should this is wrong, this is the way it should be you know right. and, and we get so caught up in that visceral feeling of of Ugh, you guys are just you guys are just horrible. This, is, oh, this shouldn't be. You know? And again, you know, somehow our, our constitutional rights become null and void at that point. But it's simply not the case. We have a God-given right uh, to either follow him or disobey him. I'm not, I'm not saying that we should uh, uh, you know, say, hey, you know what? It's my right, God. I could do whatever I want. No, but God has given us a free will, and uh, it is not up to us to say, no, you can't be a Muslim here in our country. Um, but it is up to us to love them and to say, hey, uh, that's not the truth. Follow after the ways of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you why. He, you know, he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, so on and so forth. You, you get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a God-given right um, uh, to be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to follow after your ways. Now, keep in mind, you will perish in hell for eternity. It's a very serious price to pay. Um, but again, it's it's not up to me to say, hey, you're an atheist, you can't be an atheist in this country. I'm going to force feed Christianity down your throat because that's the truth. That's not simply not the case, and it's not the other way around. Oh no, you know your Christian beliefs are so radical, can't have them here. You know you disagree with me. Tell you what, can't be here. It's uh, but it's what we see sometimes in uh, in the uh, in the liberal community. And I, I don't want to get into politics, but it it, it yeah. seems like seems like that's that's the case there. Um, so I understand we're getting into a new topic today, Terrence.
1: Yeah, we are. A do-over experience, new life in Christ. We want to remind our listeners, recorded and live listeners, uh, that you can call into our show Tuesdays and Thursdays at uh, 10, 9 Central. That's 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, by calling 724-444-7444 using the call ID 137514. Now, again, we mentioned earlier we are looking at a potential new uh, site. You will still be able to listen to us on TalkShoot if we begin to use this new program. Uh, It will just provide better audio quality, and you'll be able to contact us on Skype if uh, that program rolls out or if that software rolls out and we decide to go with it, uh, which will make it easier on some of our... Uh, international callers, because I know Brother Bob, who lives in Canada, has been wanting to call into the show, but it's kind of limited uh, because of, you know, even though United States and Canada are on the same continent, it's still considered international calling. So um, that will that'll make it easier for people like Bob and those listening to us uh, anywhere to be able to call in and engage us on the show. But we'll give you more information as that, uh, that program becomes closer or farther away. We'll keep you in the loop and, and let you know what we're going to do. But uh, this series, Do Over, uh, it's it's. I was really first of all. I want to get your opinion on uh, the Honest to God series. What a quick summary, a quick roundup of what you thought about our last series that we just ended.
0: I think the last series um, was awesome. I think it provided me with a lot of great talking points to bring to the Christian Radio Network, and I, and I think I can be speak on behalf of uh, of moderators and senior moderators alike, um, in that uh, we have been able to walk away with. Uh, Uh, An increased knowledge uh, of the scripture. Uh, And and even if we already had those scriptures in mind that were brought up during the series, um, it was a great refresher. Um, And again, it brings up some some real good talking points to bring to those who have questions similar to what was presented um, in the Honest to God series in the Christian Radio Network, and and not only in the Christian Radio Network, but also in our lives, uh, whether it be at school, at home, at work. Um, you know, walking on the street to the supermarket, whatever it is, um, you know, someone may have a question. You never know. God can work in in many, many different mighty ways. Um, so, I think it was great. I can't wait to see what the uh, uh, what the series next has in hold or have in store rather uh, for us and and you know in the future as well. Uh, I'd love to see the talking points that that are brought up, um, and I and I think that. Uh, it's awesome that it touches on many different uh, aspects of our lives. Uh, you know, first, just the basic questions about God. Then how do we have a relationship with God? I believe there's some future topics that we'll talk about, uh, crises in our lives and, and, and tumultuous times that may be uh, brought our way and how best we can handle them according to the scripture. I think it's just a really holistic and, and, and great uh, series. Yeah, or, it's yeah, a series. Yeah. I should say.
1: Yeah. These Bible Studies for Life, uh, just to give credit so that we don't infringe on potential copyrights, uh, these Bible studies are done uh, by BibleStudiesForLife.com, and they are distributed by LifeWay Bookstores, which is uh, the biblical uh, Christian bookstores. Uh, just some incredible series, and uh, you know, I think I've got every single one of them. We've got about Uh, 60 episodes or 30 weeks worth of material here. So a lot of material that we're going to be able to cover. And this one, you know, we kind of hit on the Honest to God series, which addresses those who may not have faith in Christ that are, you know, lost, that are not born again. We've answered those questions for them. So now we're getting to the point where they can experience a do-over, a mulligan, if you will, a restart, uh, you know, as Christ promised us. When we accept Christ in our hearts, uh, you know, our, our slate is wiped clean. We are born again. We are a new creature in Christ. So we get that new beginning and that new uh, that new opportunity to, to please God and to do his will. Um, you know, but the Bible meets life here. Jay was no handyman. He knew that, but he also had confidence this project would raise his reputation. Hanging before him was a monstrous mirror stuck to the wall with indestructible tasks. Even when the screws failed or failed to hit the studs, Jay went the extra mile and drove those silly anchor things. Uh, A 9.9 earthquake could not break this baby down. His wife would be so impressed, and she was, until 3.37 a.m. when the crash caused them to spring up from the bed and flick on the lights. Beams of light sprinted across every section of the hardwood floor. Once beautiful glass was now shattered. The floor sparkled from corner to corner with broken shards. This is a portrait of planet Earth painted by Paul in the opening section of the book of Romans. The whole planet has fallen. Creation calls out for a do-over. A look around shows people lonely and wounded, their lives filled with pain. That's the backdrop of this potent uh, potent book. But the good news comes on the heels of the bad. God has not left us marooned. We tackle uh, Romans, uh, the book of Romans, in this series. We're going to start out with Romans chapter one verses 16 through 17. Justin's then going to go into chapter 2, verse 5 through 11, and then chapter 3, verses 9 through 12. Justin? Yep. Romans
0: 1, uh, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Going over into chapter 2, starting at verse 5. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance In well-doing, seek after glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth,
1: but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath,
0: tribulation, and anguish upon every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. And lastly, going on over into chapter 3, starting at verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No.
1: Not one. And I think you're having some connections issues there, Justin. But if our listeners were following along, I'm sure that you were uh, were able to to read from there. But... uh, Romans, again, you know, chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Let's let let's ask you this question. Have you ever played the game Operation? The way to heal cavity, Sam, is to demonstrate flawless and fine motor skills. With any slight nudge, the buzzer sounds. The nose blares red, and your operation is over. You know, I don't have any children, but I'm sure children love this game. But I don't like it. The moment I fail, I'm disqualified. In Romans one sixteen through seventeen, Paul reminded believers in Rome of the uh, the gospel's power. What makes the gospel powerful? It reveals God's righteousness and that Jesus makes the righteous available to us, or righteousness available to us. Righteousness from God is available through Jesus. Paul began Romans with a focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the righteousness for which we have longed. Righteousness from God cannot be earned. Martin Luther, the 16th century former, recognized, uh, former recognized Jesus led the perfect life, and all human beings are called to match his moral precision. Luther nearly drove himself mad attempting uh, to do that. We can know, as Martin Luther ultimately discovered, that perfection has been achieved by Jesus Christ is the one who achieved it for us. Righteousness is received by believing. Most people on earth are lost, uh, meandering through life without direction. Since their conscience condemns them, they enter into a contest to be known as the most pleasant person on the block. Random acts of kindness may minimize the pangs of guilt, but Scripture makes it clear. Without faith, there is no pleasing God. The, righteous Christ gives us, uh, excuse me, the righteousness Christ gives us begins with faith and ends with faith. In Romans 2:5 through 11, one of our human oddities is our tendency to point out flaws in others while we walk past our own. But we are infected with the fatal germ of sin. God, Jesus makes no bones about it; his target or about his target audience. Those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do need one. I didn't come to call the righteousness or the righteous but sinners. That's Mark chapter 2 verse 17. People must see themselves as terminally ill if they hope to experience. The grace of the healer. Imagine you were a child again. You and three friends are competing in a long-jumped contest, leaping off the end of a wooden dock on a smeltering summer day. With Gusto and force. you run and jump. Two seconds later, you're swimming. You have outshined the other three, earning Olympian-like status. Replay that scenario, but this time the goal is more ambitious. You must leap from the dock and land on a one 100 yards uh, away. Defeat swallows you. What's the point of even trying? A belly full of protein bars couldn't feel a jump of that size. This mirrors our attempts to meet God's standard of righteousness. Until a person accepts the Bible's diagnosis of sin, that we have come up short, there is no hope of rescue. People have become hardened. Romans 2, or Romans 2 verse 5, we stubbornly suppress truth. We stuff our sins down deep, hoping no one will notice. But the eyes of the Lord are everywhere observing the wicked and the good. When people play the comparison game and refuse to confess their own sins, the reservoir of God's wrath rises. And in Romans 3, 9 through 12, you know, all of us wrestle with the notion of injustice. In the Count of Monte Cristo, Alexandre Alexandre Dumas tells us the story of a man wrongfully imprisoned for 14 years. Uh, With the help of a fellow inmate, he tunneled to freedom and plotted his sweet revenge, this book is listed among the classics because it resonates with our desire for wrong to be made right. Something within us revolts when a person gets away with any form of injustice. Recall a ball game uh, officiated by a passive referee? Can he see that foul? Why won't he reprimand that player? And otherwise, meek mother will angrily scream, call it! A passive referee is unquestionably wrong. In Romans 3, 9-12, Paul communicated that God is altogether right to call our fouls and to penalize us for our sins. No one is innocent. Not a single person should be set free from his or her past. Far too many crimes remain on our record. Envy, pride, greed, slander, lust, and much more. These sins serve as evidence stacked up against us. There is no way to tunnel out of this uh, penitentiary. The bottom line, humanity has no hope from within. This is a problem you and I can't solve. Someone must break into this jail and show us the way out. Paul has backed us into a cold cell, the bars coldly locked into place. He has our attention. No one is righteous. Not even you. But thankfully, there is a solution. So here's our challenge for you today. We want you to live it out. Quit rationalizing your behavior. Pinpoint a time or place you turned a blind eye to your wrongdoing. And get honest with God about that. Refuse to live by a false standard. The next time you find yourself assuming you're better or worse than someone else, stop. No one is better or worse because we've all failed to meet God's standard. And lead others to their need. Encourage others to see their need for Christ by lovingly showing them their sin and a need for a do-over. The world and its standards are shattered. Rather than try to glue it back together, Choose the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. That's a do-over that can't be shattered. You know, Three Months from a Lie is is an excerpt from the Home Life magazine, which you can read three truths from a lie in its entirety at Bible Studies for Life forward slash articles. And the excerpt from that is, For 365 days I attempted to live without telling a lie. Did I succeed? No. But thankfully, the gospel has good news for guys like me. And that closes out this section as we begin our do-over series, Experiencing New Life in Christ. Our next episode, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, The Gift You Can't Give Yourself. We're going to be talking about salvation. We're going to be talking about how Jesus offers you his gift of a right relationship with God on our next episode, Tuesday. Right here on TalkShoot, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Nero, DoubleTwist. So many platforms, Justin. And I think Justin may be having uh, some technical difficulties may have had to depart okay well that's fine too uh Justin if you're still with me, you might wanna uh you might wanna try to reconnect to our our show here um it's not showing you uh uh it's not showing you available but uh, we were having some technical issues uh before the show, and I think that's justin messaging me now uh yeah, <laughs> you're having some difficulty, Justin, I promise you. Uh, he, just, he just messaged me and said, uh, I think I'm having some difficulty. Really? Get out. Just just get out, Justin. Just get out. Uh, I know you can still hear me, so that's why I'm aggravating you. But, uh, yeah, just an incredible series with this do-over. Uh, and, you know, if, if most people wish that they had a reset button. I see uh, Justin's going to be trying to reestablish communications with us. Uh, most people uh, wish that they had a reset button. And, and the target of this series is to basically, you know, help you find out how to hit the reset button. Do you feel tethered to an embarrassing outburst? Are you dealing with damaged relationships? you wish that you could reword what you said yesterday? If so, then this study that we are covering is for you. The Apostle Paul argued persuasively that Jesus Christ alone can cancel a person's past. Using the book of Romans, we're going to help guide you to discover through the blood of Jesus, new mercies are available every day. Jesus offers us the do-over we've been looking for. And it's so important that as Christians we understand that even when we get the do-over, even when our slate is wiped clean, we're not going to live a life of perfection because it's impossible. It is impossible. Even Martin Luther, a world-renowned Christian, a man of faith, almost drove himself mad trying to live that life. It's not because he didn't want to. It's because he couldn't, because man is imperfect. Sin has caused so much pain and so much grief in this world. It's almost nearly impossible, and it is impossible, to live a perfect life. And, uh, Justin, I'm trying to get you connected to our uh, our show here. Um, if we could try to get you uh, reestablished in our contact here. But uh, I was just telling our audience about uh, – about our do-over series, and uh, a little bit about uh, a little bit about what we've recovered, Justin.
0: Yep, absolutely, Terence. I, I think it was uh, an awesome, uh, awesome uh, study there, uh, and I think there. And hopefully, you can you can hear me now. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a lie out there that Satan has produced in our society and in the world today that there is a good person. Oh, you're a good person. Oh, I'm a good person. I I, I follow the laws. Uh, you know, do good things unto others, or, or what would be seen as seemingly good things, such as giving to the to charity, or, or uh, feeding the homeless, or uh, even uh, going to church, reading your Bible, um, and living that uh, uh, Christian life, right? Uh, acting holy, but uh, denying God by our works. Um, so, you know, I I think there's that lie out there that, that we are good and we have to break that down. We have to break that presupposition down. It's a, it's a false premise. None of us are good. And if we are going to come to God and we are going to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to recognize that there is none good but God. There is none that doeth good. And that without the righteousness of God and without the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we won't match up. To God's standard of righteousness, which ultimately is perfection, something we can't stand up to. Just to give you an idea, and I don't know if uh, if you mentioned uh, this scripture, but in, in James chapter 2, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, it says that we can keep the whole law and offend in one point, and guess what? We're guilty of the entire law, the yes, same God that says that. You shouldn't kill, and you shouldn't commit adultery, and you shouldn't fornicate. Uh, says that you shouldn't lie and says that you shouldn't do all these different things. So guess what? You can keep that whole law, but boom, if you lie, you're automatically convinced of the law as a transgressor. That's God's standard for, for righteousness. We just don't stand up to that. So we need to recognize that. We need to come to him and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm just not there. And that's that whole point of the just shall live by faith. There's nothing that we will do, no amount of good work in us that will suffice. It is essentially, literally crying out to Jesus, giving him our hand and saying, please, take me, take me. I need you. That's that whole thing again of the just shall live by faith. It's about relationship with God not about works, um, and I think that plays out very well uh, in, in the way that, uh, that we are, in the, in the condition that we, that we are in, unrighteous, yeah. not good sinners falling short of his glory who really, really need his saving grace.
1: Yeah, and thankfully he allows us that do over. Because imagine being born into this world and never being given a chance. Basically, uh, you know, our purpose was to be born, to die, and to be eternally separated from God. I mean, that was our fate at one time, because no one was following the commandments of God, which was why he found the need to, uh, to send down Christ to die for us, to live the life that we couldn't live, so that we could have an opportunity to rejoice with him if we lived His uh, our life according to his will. And, it's, and again, there's this common misconception amongst secular uh, thinkers and activists that well, you're, you're, you can't even live by your own beliefs. You know? Well, that's true. It's because we're human. We fail. But if we work according to the works of God, if we follow that with a heart that is meant to follow his law, and, we honestly, and honestly, God knows what our heart is, you're going to struggle with your own personal weaknesses. But that's between you and God. That is between you and God. But now if you want to rectify that and have help, from a fellow Christian to help deliver that message to you. If you can't help yourself, reach out and ask for help from a fellow believer. They can offer assistance and guidance through the Holy Spirit that maybe you can't provide just by yourself. And we shouldn't rely on ourselves. We should never just rely that, oh, well, you know, God's going to just, you know, snap his fingers and I'm going to be healed. Well, you know, it's kind of like that old saying, you know, God's going to open a door for you, you know, for you to be able to succeed He's going to open a door and he's going to close the door. But that doesn't mean between that door opening, us walking through and him closing the other door, that we're not going to walk through that, that hallway of fire and brimstone, you know, that, that we're kind of like that, we're kind of like a piece of uh, kind of like a, a diamond in the rough. and everything that we're walking through is like sandpaper. And that sandpaper is going to scratch at us and scratch at us. And when we're done, if we can withstand that scratching and that sanding, We're going to shine as perfect as a diamond. We're going to shine and reflect the true power and glory of God. So let that example resonate with you this week as we close out our broadcast. I know Brother Justin is going to have to jump off of here just in a second. But, Justin, we don't have any callers on the line, obviously. This is not our normal talk, you know, show date or time. Uh, But I'd like for you to pray over our broadcast. I'd like you to pray over anybody that may be experiencing difficulty in wanting that do-over in Christ. Yeah, absolutely,
0: Terrence. Uh, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, uh, Father God, uh, with uh, a most sincere heart and an earnest heart. We know that uh, we just don't stand up to your righteousness. We just don't stand up uh, to what you see as perfection and what you see as uh, as what is required to enter into the kingdom of God. We just Cannot match up to that. And we are thankful, Father, that you have provided a way for us to come to you, you know, because I think that we can we can simply examine each uh, one of our lives and see that we just don't stand up to you, uh, just by looking at our lives and 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 our faults and the things that uh, that we encounter each and every day and the temptations that we fall into. But again, Lord. You have provided us with a way to come to you, a way to have fellowship with you, a way to overcome temptation, and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, that you have provided a way for us, that you have uh, supplied provision, uh, even for those that struggle each and every day. And, Father, I'd just like to pray for any of those that are out there who who are listening to our show and, and may... Be in a state of conviction that um, may be in a state where they're they're saying you know i I don't stand up to god and, and and i I haven't been living according to your truth and Father, I pray that you would lay your hand upon that person even right now, and that you would uh, reveal to that person uh, the truth that's in Jesus and the love and the grace that's in Jesus Christ, and the life that that person can have, the peace that surpasses all understanding if they would simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, repent and believe on your Son Jesus, as you have laid out uh, in your scripture Father, and we know lord it's a it's a great price to pay to follow you because you say that we have to take up our cross, and I ourselves take up our cross daily and follow after you. You say that if we find our life, we will lose it. But if we lose our life for your sake and the Gospels, that we shall find it. But we know that you are there to help us uh, each um, and every uh, step of the way. Um, So, Father, I just pray again for, for anyone who's listening to our broadcast that may be in that position right now. I pray for those that are struggling. I pray for those that... Maybe doubting their salvation, or or maybe doubting their walk with you because they struggle with a a certain thing. Father, remind them that you will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able. Um, but you you um, you are faithful. And you provide a way out. That's what you say in your word. And I know, Father, that's even hard for me to realize sometimes. Uh, but I pray that 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 person even now would be transformed by your word. Um, and would recognize that fact, that uh, that all we need to do is cast our cares upon you, and you will help us. Um, Father, I I pray for those that uh, may be listening to our broadcast and may be questioning uh, uh, their their beliefs, not necessarily uh, as a believer, but uh, perhaps an atheist, or perhaps someone that's following after another uh, faith, another religion, may be saying, well, I hear about this love and this grace in Jesus, but I, I don't feel anything. There's so much pain and suffering in the world. Father, I pray that you would reveal the truth unto that person, uh, even right now as well. And Father, I pray for our brothers and sisters on the Christian Radio Network. I pray for this broadcast, this program, that it would reach uh, those who need to be reached, and that uh, you would draw all men unto you as we give you praise, as we give you glory, and as we give you the honor that you so deserve. Um, thank you, Father, you know, for your provision, for your grace, for your mercy. And I pray that uh, uh, from this point on until uh, next Tuesday, uh, we would be walking in your ways, and uh, we would be abiding in the light. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen, and uh, Justin, we know that you got to hop off of here so that you can go take care of some uh, stuff, and we appreciate you uh, being on the show, as always, as a co-host, and um, as a uh, wonderful speaker, and uh, we're going to let uh, Justin say his his goodbyes uh, or see you later, as I should say, see you later, uh, since he'll be back. See Tuesday you later. Late. <laughs> yep, I'll be back Tuesday.
0: Um, sorry, folks, that I have to leave early. Uh, but uh, again, this is not our traditional broadcast. This is not our traditional time. I was able to uh, stick around until 10 minutes before uh, the ending of our of our show. Um, but yep, got to go. Got to go. Got to take care of some stuff. So from all of us here at Miami, or in Miami, I should say, <laughs> take care. <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. Be sure to uh, to follow us on, on Top Uh You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, Christian Radio Network. Be sure to log on to our website, ChristRadio.net. We even got a Twitter feed. Did you know that, folks?
1: Twitter feed, huh? Maybe an Instagram one day. I don't know.
0: <laughs> take care of <laughs>
1: We'll catch you around, Terrence. All right, have a good one, Justin. And uh, as, as Justin departs, we're going to cover our CRN Word of the Week, John chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. John chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Should be reproved, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought with God. An incredible passage is a part of our do-over, and that's all you need to do to experience new life in Christ, to earn the forgiveness and the salvation that Jesus or that God offers through Jesus Christ, is to believe on Him, is to believe on Christ, is to believe that He died for your sins. Which, I mean, just a, such an easy way. The hard part is making the decision. The way to get there is easy. I remember my uh, when I accepted salvation, I was 11 years old. Now, you know, straight away from, from my faith with God as I got into my teen years. But at 11 years old, I gripped that church pew so hard. I'll never forget it. it Asylum Springs, Arkansas. It was a five-hour drive. Uh, we were there all week, and it came for the invitation. And God had already been tugging at my heart through the week, and I knew that, you know, uh, it, I may not be given another opportunity. Praise God, I've been given an extra 15 years on top of what I've <laughs> on top of then. And, you know, I wasn't called home to glory shorter without having Christ in my life. But 11 years old, grabbing that church pew, and finally something, well, God spoke to me. I said, just let it go. Just let your hand go. Trust me. I've got you. When I let go and began that first step out of the church pew and up to the altar, it was the most overwhelming experience I have ever felt in my entire life. I prayed a sinner's prayer that was unique to God. I gave my life to Christ willingly and of my own, uh, my own decision. And it was, it's an experience I've, I've never forgotten. And it's an experience that I'm eternally grateful for the fact that God allowed an opportunity for me to be able to accept him. Uh, It wasn't until I was 22 uh, that I was able to reestablish and rediscover that faith in Christ, recommitting my life to Christ that that made it so awesome, that gave me deeper understanding and deeper meaning of his relationship with me. Folks, I'm telling you, don't let a bad event happen. don't, don't let a bad event in your life determine your, you, the content of your character. God forgives any and all sin. He forgives that. It doesn't matter if, if you're a thief, if you're a liar, an adulterer, a murderer. There is salvation through Jesus Christ. While the human side of us may look at that and say that is wrong, how do they deserve forgiveness? Because they are a child of God. We are children of God saved and unsaved. We're all his children. We're all his creation. And we must love one another and not hate. Just because someone has committed an act which we find unforgivable doesn't mean God isn't willing to not forgive us. It almost makes you want to look into the perspective of, thank goodness we're not God, because we're not as tolerant and we're not as loving. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us on this broadcast. I want to thank you for being part of such a wonderful ministry, such a a wonderful experience that has brought blessings to not only some of our listeners, but to me as well, and to Justin, uh, who unfortunately couldn't join us for the end of the broadcast. But as he stated, you can meet with us after the show and through the week through live conversation on our Zello ministry, that's Z-E-L-L-O, that's Zebra Edward Lincoln, Lincoln Ocean. Uh, You can log on to your uh, Google Play Store or Apple iTunes Store, download that application, and search for the channel called Christian, in all capital letters. You can find us there. We have over eight channels designed to engage uh, listeners and to engage followers of Christ. And even those who are not familiar with Christianity, those who are not saved, can engage us in conversation and figure out what they can do to become born again. You can also visit us online at our website, ChristRadio.net. Follow us on Twitter, at ChristRadioNet, and even find us on Facebook, at Christian Radio Network. Folks, just an amazing show, an amazing experience. I thank you on behalf of all of us. It's Christian Radio Network. We invite you to come fellowship with us.